This is a What's Up Welland conversation that I've been looking forward to for weeks. And Mark, I'm so excited about it that I'm not even going to give you a word in edgewise today. Uh, Jade Anima, uh, Senior Project Manager with our engineering department, is on the show today to talk about a little bit about that department, but also the educational community outreach efforts that City of Welland Engineering does. And there are some really cool initiatives Jade's also going to get into with us, no doubt. So rather than me get excited about the conversation, let's dig into the actual conversation right now with our good friend Jade. Sitting with us today for the first time on What's Up Welland is Jade Anima, Senior Project Manager at the City of Welland in our engineering division. Jade, thank you so much for coming to the show. I'm going to say this is a couple weeks in the works that anytime you've walked by my office, I've asked you, talked at you about, you need to come on the show. You need to tell us about engineering. And there's a cool initiative that I really want to dig into. But we'll uh, maybe wrap the episode up with that. So thank you so much for agreeing to be here today. I'm looking forward to this. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mark. And yes, I'm senior project manager in the engineering department. Um, I'm also a professional engineer. So for those who don't uh, have a full depth knowledge of the engineering world, you graduate with a bachelor of engineering or different schools would call them a bachelor of engineering science or applied science. Uh, And you graduate with that and you work for four years and apply for a professional license. So I've done all that. I've graduated. I've worked. I've applied, and they've given me my PNG. So I've been working with my PNG now for four years or so. Um, yeah. So I get a fancy stamp, and I can design things and stamp things and sign off on them. So you've got a fancy stamp. Is PNG as far as you and your role go, or? If you are inclined for more schooling, is there a next step or this is as much engineering as you can do? There is so much going on out there that as a PNG, you basically got your career set for the rest of your working professional life. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's never the end of education. You can always do more. You could always do a master's of engineering, PhD. There's lots you can do. As a professional engineer, that is all you need, I should say. It's a very, it's it's tough to get. It's there's a lot of testing. There's a lot of background um, ethics and, and legal with being a professional engineer. But uh, being a professional yourself, uh, without having the masters, without having the PhD, you're able to sign off and stamp and design and sign the forms for the ministry and do all of that. Um, I also have my masters of business. That's just something on the side that a lot of people choose to do. A lot of engineers maybe. Um, as a project manager, having the master's of business, I thought was helpful having that background. And I also have my project management professional designation. So PMP. So it's great. Well, and supports having that continuing education too. So it's great. So I do want to dig into how Welland supports education through engineering and basically taking what you do and pulling it into the community. But what, what is engineering before we even go down that path? What at that high level is engineering and how do we feel it for so for people like Mark and I, who are not, I guarantee you, not engineers, how do we even feel engineering in our day-to-day lives, in the roles we have, in the lives we live? Yeah. So traditionally, I would say engineering can be defined as the profession of applying technical and scientific knowledge to design structures, machines, and devices, etc. 
So here at the city of Welland, we see and you see engineering, you know, in a variety of moments throughout your day. You turn on your tap, you have running clean water. That's engineering. That's city of engineer or city of Welland engineering as well. You flush your toilet, you ride, walk, or, or drive to work on city streets. So that's all engineering that specifically the city uh, has a role in, but there are many, many more types of engineering. So I think a lot of people think of engineering, math, and science. You're pretty good at math and science, or you're, you, you like math and science at least. But I think it's also very important to know that engineers are creative problem solvers. So it's not just knowing the math or solving the equation. You have to have that creative mind and be able to and, and want to and enjoy solving problems and thinking outside of the box on occasion. You know, there's many problems that you may or may not think would happen and you have to be able to solve them quite quickly. Um, yeah, with a lot of rules and a lot of things at play. So you touched a little bit on kind of, you know, what maybe we've thought in the past an engineer is, right? That math and science and like, oh, little Johnny plays with Legos. He's going to be an engineer because he built a Lego bridge. But we're we're looking at, I think, a much different picture of what today's engineer is, looks like, does. And even just speaking with you, and we spoke about it briefly before we hit record, Females in engineering roles are becoming more common, but are still maybe a little bit behind some other roles. Mm -hmm. So can you walk us through a little bit about, uh, and I'm going off script here right away from our, our scripted question. So you're welcome, Jade. <laughs> no, no special <laughs> treatment. Um, just kind of being a female in an engineering role and, you know, throughout your career, your education, just kind of, you know, if it has been more male dominant, what, what that was like for you. And then of course, you know, we have a, a very strong female group in our engineering division here. Uh, and what it's like to work with them and just somewhere in there, I think there's a question, but I'll just let you run with whatever thread you want to tug on uh, in that little ramble. Okay. Yes. Lots of questions. Um, I was thinking a few things when you were talking there. I think the best engineering team and, and engineering is a team problem solving. You're not just out on your own trying to make everything work. There's a team. So as you probably know, with any sports or any group of things you've done, the best team is well-rounded. You have different ideas, different opinions, different backgrounds. So I think traditionally having a very male dominated engineering field, um, yeah, that's that's older style, traditional. Uh, now we have a lot more women in engineering coming up into engineering, and hopefully we're encouraging more and more females and young women to come into engineering. But having different backgrounds and different ideas and different ways of solving or different personalities is awesome, and that's how you get the best outcome for your clients or the public. So I think that is uh, a really key thing in, in getting more women in engineering and getting the general public on board of encouraging more women to get into engineering. Um, and like you said, at the city here, we're very lucky. And I personally feel super fortunate to have such strong leadership in, in engineering and in infrastructure services. And we have a, a female city engineer, which is very uncommon. We have a female manager of engineering. We have myself, a senior project manager and another senior project manager that are females and we have other women in management and, and women in eng tech positions and it's awesome it's awesome to see and it's not not common at all so we're very lucky in welland i think we're pushing the bar to be closer to like a 50 50 split if not maybe even going over 50 50 which is 
which is great. And we'll maybe get into it a little bit later, but there's a lot of initiatives, both federally and provincially, on trying to encourage more women to not only, sorry, young women to go into engineering and to keep those licensed engineers or even people who graduate as engineers, to keep them in the profession. It's tough. And I think Welland not only does a good job at also recruiting women and, and females in the lead, but retaining them. I think that's a big thing too. So shout out to, to HR too for retaining good staff. And thank you for that. That was, you know, again, right? There, there's certain industries, certain roles that still seem to be generally male dominated, but now we're starting to see that that shift, um, you know, and bringing in more of or more of that equality. So that's that's awesome to hear. Just going back to, you know, you had mentioned, you know, you, you turn on your tap in the morning, you've got clean water. Engineering has a, has a role in that. Uh, traveling the road, sidewalks, et cetera. Engineering has a role in that. And again, I think sometimes we hear engineering and we think, you know, kind of, you know, that nuclear physicist, even though a physicist is a physicist, not an engineer, but, you know, that kind of grandiose, you know, in the movies, you know, type position. Going back to roads and water, how does that, how does engineering in your world play into that? Because when I think of roads, I think, well, it's okay, somebody's constructed a road, but, but how does engineering uh, play a role in, in roads, water, that kind of thing? Yeah, so uh, a road, yes, you may drive on it. You're like, oh, it's a, it's a flat road. It's great. But there's a lot of engineering into, into roads. So on a day like today where it's wet and we've had quite a few wet days, you want to make sure that water gets into the catch basins. So an engineer will properly design that road. Um, there's cross falls. There's engineering design standards. There's Ministry of Transportation design standards. So there's a lot of standards and information that need to be compiled by the engineer and put onto that certain road. We in Welland have many roads that are urban and rural. So we have to make sure water drains into the ditches properly. And when it goes into the roadside ditch, does it go the right way to the outlet? Is it backing up? Is it getting into those catch basins? Are the catch basins placed appropriately? You don't want a low point in the middle of an intersection and cars, water's ponding, cars are driving into it. So that's one side of engineering in, in roads. But like you said too, there's the construction side. So there's design and construction. Engineering works alongside and with contractors, tradespeople. There's a lot of people involved in building a road. So yes, we design it. The engineer will review all the standards, prepares a tender, and stamps the drawings, and then prepares a tender. Has to be done by a professional engineer. And the construction companies will bid on those, and they'll bid on the tenders. Tenders will close, will award it. And you work with the contractor. As much as an engineer, you try to design that you'll never have a change order, you'll never have anything wrong with it, things come up that are unknown. So again, the engineer needs to be there to make those calls on changes, uh, potentially redesign and stamp things. But the professional engineer, so the PNG needs to be involved in all those things uh, and make the, the correct choice. So Jade, you spoke about engineering as being problem solving. You talked about a team dynamic that... It is not just one person. There is an entire group working together at their best. Why would someone consider this this field of study? You spoke about there being a lot of schooling. If you're if you're going to make that pitch for become an engineer because what is that pitch? And in your experience, what have been some of those rewarding aspects of being a professional engineer? And I mean, I'm notorious for layering multiple questions in one. Last piece of that, 
what inspired you to become an engineer? So why go down that path? Mm -hmm. What's awesome about it? And then how did you come to follow that path yourself? Yeah. So I think, I think back to the high school days when you have that guidance counselor kind of sits down with you and I'm not even sure if they still do this, but sit down with you. Hey, you're good at math and science. I think that was traditionally good at math and science. You should consider being a nurse, being an engineer, being a scientist, architect, whatever it is. I personally thought about, okay, I work towards that. At the end of the day, I graduate now as an engineer, as a nurse, whatever it is, what does my day look like? I personally am not the kind of person who wants to sit at a desk all day. So I thought about that. Yeah, nursing, I wouldn't be sitting at a desk all day. That'd be great. Uh, but I wanted to problem solve and I wanted to see the real world applicability of what I did. So for me, also thought about accounting. Like Maybe again, that's more of a desk job than I was thinking for my next you know, 30 years of my life. So for me, engineering was was the, the answer because you get to, yes, you are sitting at a desk designing, but you're meeting and working with other trades and professionals, which I think is so cool. You get to learn a lot about how lawyers and developers and architects and construction crews and how contractors are involved in the process. You work with tons of tradespeople and then you're not always, it's not the same thing every day. It's different every day. You get a call and you have to go out and investigate something or you get uh, meetings and calls and you go out and it's, it's fun. I, I like it. You're problem solving every day and it's a different thing. You're in and out. You're in someone's backyard looking at something. You're on the road. Why, why is the water ponding on the road today? <laughs> You're always looking at something, trying to find a solution. And then, um, a, a lot of time we work in a team. So it's not specifically me always solving a problem. You go and you work with the other engineers. Like at the city, we're pretty fortunate. We have, uh, qu- quite a, list of engineers here. So it's awesome that we lean on each other and work with each other and, you know, bounce ideas of, Hey, in my experience, I've done this and it did work. What's your experience? Did this work for you too in your past? And yeah, it's awesome. It works for us. Well, I can honestly say I've never had a guidance counselor tell me that I was good at math and science, so I can't (laughs) quite relate to that. (laughs) Um, but again, right. It's, we, we need you, we need our engineers. And it's been interesting to hear just kind of, like you said, you know, the mixture of, you know, I've seen you at your desk, then I've seen you walking the halls with your safety vest on because you're about to go hit the road somewhere to probably, like you said, go look at something or investigate something. Why is this happening? And and working with uh, construction groups in the trade. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's awesome. So, you know, and it, just bringing this back on that high school kind of thread, um, you know, recently you've gone out as, as other Welland staff have to, to present and inform and educate and all those great things to high schools and to students. What, what was the precipice for that? How did that come to be? Are you enjoying it? What do you see out of the kids when you're there? You know, do, do they remind you of you, you know, in those moments of, hey, this is kind of cool, you know, whether it's you're building a bridge, mm-hmm. which segue to talking about what you did with some of the schools. Um, you know, w- what's it like being in the schools and, you know, kind of going through those motions with students who very well may be on the same path that you were? Yeah. So before I came to the city of Welland, the city was already involved in this, in this initiative. Sorry. Uh, so National Engineering Month is in March and it is a, you know, other consultants, other contractors, cities, municipalities often are involved in projects like this. So National Engineering Month, 
groups will go into schools, elementary, high school, whatever it is, and do talks or do presentations. But like Mark said, we just went into two local elementary schools this year and did bridge building. And it was awesome. The kids loved it. We did a short presentation, just kind of kept it short and sweet about what engineering is, and then got right into it. So they were given a task. The task was to build a popsicle stick bridge. You were given a clear outline of here's your materials, here's your time, here is the goal. The goal is to build a bridge that lasts, this bridge buster. So we had a buster that came in and it pulled the weight from the bottom of the bridge. So we explained forces, how forces work, where the forces would be acting on this bridge. Uh, And we gave them a time, like I said, and materials. So walked around the groups, tried to tell them all, (laughs) think before you start gluing, plan it out. Here's a pen and paper. Just give an idea, design it a little bit before you go in glue crazy. But obviously there are still groups that just want to start gluing and cutting and breaking popsicle sticks and (laughs) trying to make things work. So it's funny, they come up a few times and they put their bridge on the buster, make sure it fits and, you know, glue. I need a little bit more glue here, more popsicle sticks, more support. So it's funny, they go through the whole process. And there's always a couple groups at the end. Oh, excuse me, can I have 10 more popsicle sticks and I have two more glue sticks and... Nope, sorry, that's real world is you should have designed it first, you know, it, you don't have any more money on this job to get extra materials. So make it work, start taking pieces apart and put them back together. So it's quite funny. I think the kids love it. There's always kids at the end, teachers too, that come up and say, you know, that was awesome. I wasn't specifically thinking about engineering, but it was funny how you would bring in real world applications per se in it. Um, it wasn't just, and engineering isn't building popsicle stick bridges. We're not all bridge builders. I know it's very easy to do that activity with students, but I try to also let them know it's not building bridges. Yes, it can be, but there's so many more types of engineering. So having that mindset, I think it's important to encourage them to design and think. It's not just doing something and, you know, gluing in this instance and breaking and, and think about it, think, design it through, think about the challenges that you may have to overcome through this process and how will you overcome them? How will your team overcome them? We tried to make them have sort of an engineer, the lead designer, a tester, a marketing person who would do the presentation. So we made them come up in front of the class and do the presentation and Yeah, it was fun. I think it's always successful. And like I said, the city's been doing it before I was here and a lot of other outreach groups do it. So it's great that Welland supports that. And I think the teachers and the school board are really appreciative of it in the end. So Jade, we've talked around the edges of um, initiatives to encourage people into the field of engineering. And before I go down that path, I just want to talk about the, the school visits. And in your having done them now for a couple visits with the city of Welland, what's, what is the significance of these? If you, again, if you're making a pitch to why something like this is important, in your opinion, what is the significance of these outings? Yeah, it's a day out of the office for you, but for that bigger picture, how does this serve the world of engineering well? Yeah, I think there's, it's kind of twofold. Like we said, the the 30 by 30 initiative, which we'll touch on, I think it's about getting more female and young women into engineering. So I think specifically having, um, you know, the city supporting and me going out there too, is great to see as a young woman or a student looking at other people that are in the engineering profession and enjoying it and talking about it. And I'm talking about my experience 
going through school and my experience working. And, and I think seeing another person or persons out there, you know, working in engineering and loving it. I think that's great. I think that's, um, that's really important on getting, um, just people out there and showing them what engineering is, because a lot of the time I ask, do you have a parent, an aunt, an uncle who's an engineer? And a lot of them don't, they just don't understand what engineering is. So getting that possibility. And I know that the school does a great job in offering different, um, co-ops or whatever they're called to get out students out to try to see if engineering is for them but having that young the interaction i think it was grade sevens we were targeting so having that young age thinking about engineering i think is awesome so you already said it and let's go into that bigger explanation you just dropped the term 30 by 30 really it's what got so much of this conversation started for me or Planning this conversation started for me because I thought it was fascinating, but it is not my place to try to ramble and explain it. So the 30, 30 by 30, 34, 30 by 30. 30 initiative. by 30, yes. Jade, what is this all about and how are you a part of this? How are you playing into this? Yeah, so I'm just going to read their definition. I don't want to get it wrong. So Engineers Canada is currently working to increase the representation of women within engineering through its 30 by 30 initiative. The national goal through this initiative is to raise the percentage of newly licensed engineers who are women by 30% by the year 2030. And 30% is universally held as the tipping point for sustainable change. So all that to say... The current women in engineering percentage, I think it's around 17, 18%. So there's still a lot of work to go to get to 30. Um, But like I did say earlier too, the city, if you look around, we probably have more than 17% women in engineering, which is awesome. So we're above the the standard, the threshold in Canada right now. Um, So that is an Engineers Canada goal, which is supported by all the provincial Uh, engineering regulators. So in Ontario, we have Professional Engineers Ontario, which is PEO, and I'm the past chair of PEO Niagara chapter. So as a chapter locally, we looked at doing different outreach activities. So like I said, this the city was involved in doing this activity in schools in the past. Um, Before I worked for the city, I also did it myself through PEO. We went to different schools. I was actually always in Welland schools. So we went and did high schools more and talked about engineering again and getting the voices and the faces out there to try to get people thinking about engineering. And maybe high school, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. If it's high school or if it's elementary school, you should be targeting. But we want to get more females thinking about engineering. And if they're thinking about it, then maybe they go into it. And if they go into engineering, maybe they stick with it and they graduate. And if they graduate, hopefully they become licensed. That's the end goal is to be licensed. They have a, um, a leaky pipe, I think, is the diagram that is shown online a lot of where the leaks are happening. So if we do get more women or young women into engineering going into the school, okay, you, you pass that a little bit. But then the people are leaking out by not graduating. And when they're not graduating, okay, there's another leak. And then they're, they're graduating, but they're not becoming licensed for whatever reason. And there's just a, there's a lot of leaks, per se, where... Engineers Canada and the 30 by 30 initiative is looking to try to uh, encourage and support females to enjoy the profession, stay in the profession. And then with that, support and encourage employers to 
also support and encourage their staff to stay in, to retain these engineers. I'm sure everyone knows about how hard the HR teams work to get these staff, and it's about retaining them as well. So how can we retain? How can we build great teams? Like in engineering and Welland, I think we have a great team, and everyone's pretty happy to come to work every day and, and work together every day. So it's about what more can we do as a, a country and, and as the province of PEO to retain and keep women in engineering. Well, who better to creatively problem solve some of those <laughs> leaks uh, than engineers like yourself uh, and, and your colleagues? So, uh, Jade, thank you very much for all the great information today and for sharing some of the stories that you did. Uh, before we say goodbye, however, is there anything we've missed, any glaring misconceptions that exist amongst the engineering world that you think listeners would benefit from knowing or any other plug that you would like mm -hmm. to include engineering wise or anything and we're just going to open the floor right up to you to uh to steward us out of this particular episode so jade open floor for any last uh comments sure. i just wanted to also say that i'm sure other people have seen in the news and and on social media and whatnot all the other industries in welland so we have linamar coming in we have valbruna here already we have a lot of industry in welland and manufacturing so there's not just the engineering i talked about with turning your tap on flushing your toilet driving on the roads you also have pretty big industries in Welland that we have some great engineering and engineering teams there as well. So engineering isn't just professional engineering like I talked about. There's engineering technologists and engineering technicians and all those people support and make this great engineering team. So we don't just need the university bachelor of engineering grads. We need CETs and CTECs, so engineering technicians and technologists. And all of these people not only would, you know, be getting great jobs at the city of Welland, but it's other industries like I talked about, the, the Linamars, the Valbrunas, and other industries in any city and town where engineering is. You know, it's important to encourage people to, you know, look at engineering as a career and as something to investigate. And if it's not engineering, what other trades support the construction industry and, and um, yeah, turning on our taps and flushing our toilets. <laughs> Well, on that note, Jade, again, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time today. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Paul. So, Paul, uh, fantastic conversation with Jade today, learning, uh, well, a little too a lot more about engineering, engineers, what they do, uh, all the different avenues and areas in which uh, they operate within the city of Welland. Uh, you know, like she said, taps, clean water, roads, sidewalks, et cetera, the things that Maybe we take for granted a little bit every day, but have a great deal of thought put into them in, in their design. Um, and, and how fortunate are we both as a corporation, but also, you know, as the city of Welland to have such impressive people or as impressive people like Jade. I mean, she has more letters behind her name than she has in her name uh, and she puts them to use. Right. It, it's it's phenomenal to watch uh, you know the work that she does and her team does each and every day within the city of Welland and um, you know the 30 for 30 initiative uh, is fantastic and just that female presence that we have here in the city of Welland within our engineering department uh, I think is kind of you know it's a bit of an anomaly to have such a high percentage of females in those roles but wow aren't we lucky to have the ones that we do and not only that they're out there uh, educating and engaging with that next wave of, of hopeful engineers. I'm not going to say much more than 
Jade, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about engineering in a language on a level that anyone can understand, whether you have the letters behind one's name that you clearly do. Um, you just framed engineering in a way that we can understand. And if that's how, in speaking with us, if that's how you speak to students when you visit the schools, what a brilliant way of encouraging young women, youth to consider this as a field of study, as a field to support um, communities, municipalities, industries, just many, many thanks for today's conversation and all the information you shared. If you would like to check out the last time we had an engineer on the show, you can do that at engagewelland.ca slash podcast, and you can visit that link for any and all of our future episodes. Mm -hmm.